Hello, this is River Anne. Welcome to another episode of Heart Sense, a podcast for aligning, strengthening, and opening our hearts to a frequency of love that heals ourselves and our planet. Thank you for being here. The music you're listening to is an original composition from my dear friend Marshall Styler, titled Heart of the Hills, from his CD, Red River Crossing. You can find Marshall's music online by going to piano at marshallstyler.com. Today's episode is a continuation of my interview with Jema Biagini, a 15-year-old musician from Austin, Texas. She's a sensitive, bright, and talented teenager with insight for all of us. In this segment, we talk about the adverse effects of technology, and she shares her thoughts on friendship, forgiveness, individuality, and how adults can assist young people as they grow up to take the reins and transform our world. Jema describes how her heart speaks to her and accepts a challenge from me to make a commitment to keep her heart open as she grows so she can make a difference in the world. Her attitudes are beautiful and her wisdom is heartwarming. I actually found myself smiling a lot in this interview. I'm hoping it does the same for you. So let's jump in. Hello, my name is Jema Biagini. I am 15 years old. I am from Austin, Texas, still live here. I am a musician. I've been a musician for as long as I can remember. I have a cat. I have an older brother. I have parents who are also a lot older. Lovely introduction, Jema. Welcome to Heart Sense. It's great to have you here, sweetheart. My first question is, how do you see yourself as you grow up making positive changes in the world? What would you like to do that you feel might make a difference? I want to make a difference in myself first. I think it's really important to love and be happy with yourself before you really try and do that for others. So that's something I'm working on at the moment. I love that. Thank you. Going in the future, just anyone who I happen to meet, I hope to make a good impression and I hope to meet lots and lots of cool people in the world and seize any opportunity that I get to do in order to just get the most I can out of life. I love your attitude. Technology has changed the way we communicate. Today, People use text almost as much, if not more, than their phone voice. They end relationships, ghost us, don't fully express what they're thinking or feeling. How do you feel about that? I think as much as technology and texting and and how that's very useful, it also separates us from actual human connection. Instead of just being a tool, being something you can use if you can't see somebody. I really don't like it. And it's something that I'm never going to get to know what it was like to not have the technology because I was born in the same year that the iPhone was invented. So like, I'm not going to get the chance to really know what it's like to 
not have that option and you have to physically go see that person to speak to them or you have to write them a letter. And although technology, it's a very helpful tool, but with every helpful thing, there's going to be a negative side. Totally agree. Do you think it's affecting our social behavior and other aspects of our lives because it's so easy to avoid someone or hide behind a screen and not have a a real connection of physical presence with another person? Does any of that resonate for you? No, yeah. I think it's made uh, like social anxiety a lot worse for my generation. Like we're uh, a lot more comfortable just staying in our homes and doing stuff virtually. COVID definitely enhanced that a lot. I think because such young people are given access to like pretty much everything at such a young age, like I'm one of those people too, who had technology at too young of an age. And like these little kids are just, they're getting older, younger. It's just like, it's like, wow, our childhood is like, really, it's getting smaller and smaller just because of the amount of things that kids just end up learning themselves. And maybe it's not true. And if I could go back and take away the the technology I had when I was little, I, I definitely would, because I think... I definitely found out things that I did not need to know at that age. And I realized that when I was younger, I thought I was a lot more mature than I really was. And maybe I even have that mindset now because, I mean, I'm not an adult yet, but it's become it's too much. I feel like technology has become such a huge part of our lives when I feel like it should be a, a side aspect. Was there anything that you felt you might have learned too soon because you were immersed in technology that may have stolen part of your childhood? With technology, there's going to be a lot of creepy people on the internet. And it's definitely like the more weird, perverted side of the internet is definitely a place that I saw way too young. I really wish that I didn't, but it's something that I can't change. And I don't want to like label my childhood with that. It's definitely not like all of my childhood. I am happy with the way I grew up. I definitely did take my time being a kid. What about bullying? Do you find that it's easier for your generation to bully other people on the internet? We're seeing a lot more young suicides because people don't have the emotional tools to deal with that kind of attack. Definitely, because you don't have to say that to their face. Like if you want to insult somebody, you just... You can just say it on a comment of something they posted or DM them. A very common trend that I do see is that once a majority of people uh, don't like something or they disagree with something, they'll go like and attack people who are doing the thing they disagree with. What a lot of people don't realize is that they're just following the majority and they're not taking a second to realize, what do I think? What is my opinion on this matter? And it happens. It happens a lot. It's like, I feel like that's really important to like, if you see a statement, just to do your research on it and like, take a second to think, do I agree with this or do I not? Do you think those kids could really stand up and say that to someone's face? Or do you see them more as kind of a cowardly way out? Oh, I don't believe anyone would actually say that to someone's face because then it's like, then it becomes more personal. It becomes more, you are insulting a person, not I said this on the internet. 
Most of the time, people don't actually have that big of a problem with somebody. So they'll just they'll talk behind their back or they'll talk about it on social media because they just like the attention they get from saying behind their back. The attention, yes. It's going to be a rude awakening when they get into the workplace and people confront them in person, isn't it? Yeah, I've had some of those rude awakenings myself. And it's just like, oh. Do you find it difficult to deal with personal interaction because all the technology you grew up with did not provide you the skills to deal with people face-to-face in their various confrontational styles? Yeah, it is definitely more difficult. It's something that you don't really think about because of how we're on our phones for so much of the day. It's like, well, you don't really get good practice with other people who has different experiences, who has, who has different thoughts, how to interact with those. It's still very possible to have those kind of interactions. Like, it's not like having more human interaction is totally lost. Like, it's still very possible. It just depends on your actions. So you're not talking about it a lot as a, as a Gen Z generation. You're not really sharing that with each other, how you dealt with it, what happened. You're just in a state of reaction or response, correct? Yeah, I'd say... Gen Z is a they're professional complainers because <laughs> and it's rarely here's some things you can try to make things better, just any solution talk at all. It's just someone will complain about something and then a bunch of other people be like, oh my god, me too, me too, me too, me too. There's some connection around that, but then after the me too, me too part, it's like then nothing else happens after that. No one is like, oh well, has anyone tried doing this to make it better? Another person posts something else. It's like the same thing happens and it's just a cycle. What's been the most painful thing you've ever experienced? Physical or mental? Either one. The thing that comes to my mind is last year during my freshman year of high school, uh, there was just this one week. It was like the worst week of my life that I can remember because my parents were in Italy, which is, is not terrible. They travel a lot. That's not the bad part. But I was in a pretty big fight with one of my best friends. And by fight, I mean, like, we just weren't talking. In the middle of eating lunch, they just said, well, I I don't think we can do this anymore. I don't think we can be friends at all. Like, I think we're completely done. And it was such a shock for me. And I was, I was like full on crying at school. I'm like, at school, this is like the worst place. And then I I called my parents because that's the first thing I thought to do. And of course, they're on like some canoe in Italy having the time of their life really that was a pretty bad day and then I get home I almost get a concussion because (laughs) my neighbor's uh, son like threw a ball into our yard I go to get it and then it's like under this deck and I pick it up and then like stand back up my head like bangs into the deck and then (laughs) that same week my parents get back later that week and on the plane ride home we find out that my grandma passed away and all of that loss in one week it was it was horrible did it work out did you reunite with your friend we did for a little bit but then after a couple months one day texted me the same thing like a very short text just are you kidding me we've been through so much and you just send me like a short text and then I wanted to know why what did I do that made you feel this way. Cause I mean, I'd, I'd like to know. So that way I don't do that again to anybody else. Right. But I really think it's for the better. I, it was honestly like a big 
weight lifted off of my chest because I was constantly just worried about them. And a friendship should not be built on like worrying about your friendship. You should enjoy your friends. <laughs> There's something there. So, Jema, when you're hurt by someone, how do you resolve that and keep your heart open to new experiences and the rest of the world? I try to think about why they hurt me. I try to think about it from their perspective so I can understand like why this is being said. Sometimes it's appropriate to just forgive them. And then you can either you forgive and forget or you forgive and you continue the relationship you had with, with the bigger ones. It really, it takes a second to think, do they deserve to still be in my life? And it takes longer to figure that out. You can either, if it feels comfortable to you, I feel like you can forgive and let yourself forgive them. And if it's a bigger situation, you do forget and you move on with your life. But sometimes you don't have to forgive. There is a way to not forgive and just we'll move on. Sometimes it's better to just let, let it go. Exactly. Do you want to be a person that is always able to have an open heart, to keep your heart open? Yes, I'd, I'd love to practice that. Do you want to make a commitment with me today that you're going to grow up and hold your heart with tenderness and promise to always keep it open so you can do more good in the world? I'd love to. All right. I'm going to hold you to it, Dama. All right. Because I think that's the secret to change in the world is that we, we move through it with an open heart. Yes, our heart's going to be attacked. Yes, some people aren't going to like us. Some people are going to abandon us. We're going to have a lot of things to deal with and a mm. lot of hurts. But if we keep our heart open, we're going to have as many joys. And we're going yeah. to learn how to change the things we don't like because we're going to affect other people. Tell me how you feel about what I just said. I completely agree. I think if you're able to keep your heart open, even if it is hurt and completely turned upside down, you will always be able to come back to the open heart. You're always are going to find a way to, to get back to allowing happiness into your life. That's a big word, allowing. We want to continue to allow things come in, go out, unfold teach us? Does your heart talk to you and speak to you? At least for me, I, my heart will speak to me in like a subconscious way. Like your intuition? Yeah. My intuition or like knowing where I belong, knowing what I want. Do you think your heart guides you and sets your path? Perhaps even protecting you at times by telling you something not to do or someplace not to be? It definitely can, yeah. Have you ever thought about being a leader? In what? And anything in the world, through your music, through your songs, through your peer group, by standing up and saying something? or? Yeah, I, I definitely think I could be. Do you want to be? I'd love to. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't want to like always be the leader. I'd want to give some other people an opportunity to, because I have like a fear of getting to being too full of myself and becoming too egotistical. And that's something that I do not want, I want to have happen to me. So you can make that a goal to always watch out for that. Yeah. And if you're aware of it, you can monitor it. Exactly. 
What would you like to tell people? Do you have a message from your heart of something important you'd like to say today? I'd say individuality, being different, is definitely something to embrace because like, if you're someone like me who would love to have a career in the creative field and pursue music, I mean, it's what gets you the gig. I mean, if you're being just like somebody else, I mean, you might be good, but it's really your own creativity. It makes you you. And I feel like it's a thing that'll, it'll get you the farthest. Like I said, it's, it's really is something to embrace. So how can we assist you in the world today? What, what is it you need from us? Or what is it that you're looking for us to change? I'd say we would need, need more courage and like confidence, especially from like parents. Finding the balance between pushing someone to step out of their comfort zone and try something new, finding the balance between that and like pushing them like too far to where they're like very uncomfortable. Because I see, I say it's very important to go and experience new things and be uncomfortable every once in a while because you know it's how you learn. But it's also important to not push too far ahead to where like someone is going to be traumatized. Jama. What do you attribute to mistakes that we've made that need to be changed to make the world better for you? I'd say definitely changing perspectives of how people view controversial topics or just listening. Listening is a very important thing. And some people in generations older than mine, they already have that, but I know it's not everyone. So I'd say change, change the way you listen, like, feel like just lis- listening more instead of instead of seeing like a lot of people go huh interesting here's my opinion my opinion this and it's like well what if you just took a second to stop and listen beautiful i believe that if someone really wants to they can change it will be more difficult for others but i feel like we're supposed to adapt we're supposed to find new ways in new circumstances It just requires the desire and focus to achieve whatever you're trying to do. Great. All right. Tell Donna hello. I will. Donna, Donna is amazing. I, not only is she my vocal teacher, but she's honestly kind of like a life coach to me because we'll talk about like life philosophy. She's very big into Zodiacs, what it means to be here, to be a musician, to be a creative she really has a lot of powerful and meaningful things to say. I could add her to my list of people I do admire. She'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. This concludes my interview with Jema Biagini. And today I'm once again extending an invitation to all my listeners. If you have a child or a young person with a heart message they'd like to share, I'd love to speak with them. Email me at ourheartsense, the number two, at gmail.com, and we'll have a conversation. Sponsor funding for today was provided by Sedona's New Day Spa and Native Jewelry of Sedona. Sedona's New Day Spa has been voted the best day spa for the past 15 years. They provide an oasis of fabulous body treatments in a beautiful, serene setting with gardens and a hot tub. They offer a unique menu of desert nature body treatments 
and specialized massages from Swedish deep tissue, aromatherapy, Reiki, Shiatsu, prenatal, and reflexology. For appointments, call 928-282-7502 or go to their website, SedonaNewDaySpa.com, where you'll also find some seasonal specials. And with two locations in Uptown, Native Jewelry of Sedona is one of my favorite galleries and features the largest selection of Native American jewelry in Arizona. Working directly with the most celebrated artists, they showcase exclusive creations in both silver and gold. So if you gravitate to the fine art jewelry of Native Americans, this is your place. To view some of the treasures you'll find there, visit their website, nativejewelrygallery.com. And if you're resonating with HeartSense, please follow us and share this podcast with three people. Your voice affects the power of these episodes to create positive change in the world by helping us increase our audience. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or a partner, I'd love to hear from you. That email again is ourheartsense, the number two, at gmail.com. As always, I appreciate your time and support and welcome your feedback, stories, and testimonials. It's my hope that these episodes bring more light into your heart and more vision to your life. This is River Ann. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful meditative music from Marshall Styler's Heart of the Hills.